What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? Joining me today on Sports 360 is Sharice Dash, an MLBPA certified agent who, along with her partner Alex Cotto, recently negotiated a five-year, $70 million contract for client Joan Moncada. It stands as one of the largest deals of its type in Major League Baseball. That this lucrative deal was negotiated by a woman of color is notable in an industry that remains dominated by men. In addition to discussing her latest deal, Sharice will also share her story concerning her journey through the sports industry so far. And she'll give us a glimpse of what lies ahead as she strives to continue to make her mark. It's an inspiring chat, so don't go anywhere as we have Sharice Dash coming up next on Sports 360. Joining me today on Sports 360 is Major League Baseball agent Sharice Dash. Sharice, how are you doing today? I'm good, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing good too, Sharice. I'm doing really well and and I'm glad to have you on on the show today uh, because, uh, among other things, you've just completed a pretty significant deal for one of your clients, uh, Joan Moncada, with the Chicago White Sox. And I want to talk to you about that deal and about a bunch of other stuff, too, in, in terms of your career as an agent and so on. But um, first of all, congratulations on negotiating what was a five-year, $70 million deal for Moncada. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I want to also congratulate my partner, Alex Cotto, who was an intricate part of the deal as well. And um, Alex had known Moncada for such a long time to bring him into the movement. And we were able to just get him a good deal and really start getting his, his life going. Well, that's great. That's great. And yeah, congratulations to Alex as well. And um, just so people know, when you say bring them into the movement, you're talking about the movement management group, which is your agency. So Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, um, you know, Sharice, um, in baseball over the past few years, players, you know, agreeing to extensions, you know, has been all the rage. And so a lot of players want to get extensions and not all extensions are necessarily good for the player. But, you know, um, again, for, for you and for Alex, you did a great job. Um, again, the terms of the deal, five years, $70 million guaranteed with an option that would increase the value of the deal to $90 million. And it's one of the, 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 the better or top extensions out there for a player in Moncada's service class. So you had to feel good about that, uh, not just getting an extension, but getting a solid deal for your player. Yeah, that was that was really important for us. I mean, um, you know, thanks to you and the union and assisting us in, in getting all the information that we need and really, you know, setting us to, to, to do a good job for Moncada was important. Um, and for us to make sure that we this being our first extension of this caliber to make sure that we went out and did all of our homework and go out and negotiate the best deal that we can for him, given where he was and 
given what he did in 2019. And I think it came came together very nicely. I mean, Jeremy Haber was pleasant to work with. Um, and just being able to be prepared for it and going in and negotiating the best deal and, and looking at what would be, the you know, what would be a good deal? You know, what would we want for Moncada? When would we want him hitting free agency? Um, and I think it all came together nicely. Yeah, and you hit on a lot of uh, interesting points there, right? Because it's not just the dollars that you're concerned about, right? But you talked about when you would hit free agency, meaning once this contract is over, how old would he be um, when he's a free agent? And so that's important, but just just talk a little bit more about that. What, what, why is that so important? Well, you know, when originally when we started having the conversation with the Chicago White Sox, um, they, they have, more so like a, a template of what they've done on the extensions with Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert and Tim Anderson, Aaron Bummer, a couple of the other guys that, that they've already had this set structure in mind. So for us going in, the structure was the most important piece of it before we actually even got to the, to the dollars. Um, we wanted to make sure that that structure was a structure we could live by and was the right structure for Joan. Um, a lot of the other guys that were extended were extended a lot younger, um, less service time. So um, Joan came in with, with um, being in a very good position in terms of negotiation. And I feel what we wanted was to be able to get him identical to where he was, Eloy was and, Ro- and Lisa Robert were, which is they get out around 29 um, for their, you know, and they're able to enter free agency. And we wanted that for, for Jawan. Um, we wanted something close to that for him. Originally, the Chicago White Sox wanted us to, to look at that. The deals that they did previously were the six plus two deals. And um, we knew doing a six plus two deal for, for Jawan was not the, in his best interest. So we were able to then, you know, really negotiate the structure down. We wanted that Alex Bregman deal, right? The Alex Bregman deal for the five plus zero and we even went in and said, okay, can we have a six plus zero? And we were shot down and then we, we were able to find that middle ground. And, and that is how we ended up on the five plus one. And, you know, knowing that he will be able to enter free agency at 30 was something that was important to us. We ideally wanted 29. We weren't able to get it um, just because of precedent that they didn't want to set um, within their organization. So, and, and when I say they, Chicago White Sox, um, so we were able to then um, just, you know, go in and, and, and really negotiate a five plus one structure that was fair um, to both sides. Right. And you mentioned Alex Bregman, who um, a year ago and did a contract with the Houston Astros for a straight five years. Um, yeah. and, 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 you know, that is a structure that you said you were trying to get here. Uh, and you ended up with five years plus an option. But um, even if the option is exercised, Yohan will be um, 30 years old and in position to get another contract, you know, if, if all goes well. Um, now, Sharice, I'm going to say, you know, we mentioned Bregman. You know, I did a little research, and for players in Yohan's position, you know, with you know, more than two but less than three years of Major League service, on an AAV, only Mike Trout and Alex Bregman have secured more lucrative contracts as a position as a position player than 
uh, this deal for Joanne. How do you feel about that, knowing that this is one of the largest deals of its type for the service class that Joanne is in? It was really exciting um, to hear that after the deal came through. I, I got to be honest, though, Jeff, I was just trying to go in there and try to make the best, um, get the best um, money for the client and, and, and put him in a position that he can go out and monetize if he has a great year going into free agency at 30 and able to get the bigger, bigger deal that, in essence, all guys work hard, so hard for. So for me to hear that, I mean, I'm, I'm very grateful, first of all, to God and Alex for, for you know, having this, this client um, relationship. And, you know, we really just, what we really try to do, Jeff, is, is just do the best that we possibly can with the information we have and go in and negotiate the best deal for Joan. I didn't even think about it being, you know, the best in the class or close to the best in the class. I was just trying to do a good job for the client. But it's great to hear nonetheless. And, and you know, we were as wowed as, as I'm sure a lot of those that have been reading about the, the deal um, once that information came out. Uh, but we just wanted to keep our head down and just negotiate the best deal for Joanne. And, and, and I'm glad that he was able to, to be one of the best in the class um, because that, that's very rewarding for us as well. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, Sharice, let's talk a little bit about your journey, um, your career as a sports agent in in baseball. Um, first of all, not that many um, women in in the game as 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 agents in baseball, and and even fewer women of color. Now, you started when two thousand and one as an agent in in baseball. Yeah, so I, I started with a um, with a family member that they call him in the Dominican Republic. Who he he actually has academies in the Dominican and Sweet Pea, right? So I started with him um, during law school around 2000, um, 2001, and um, you know I started just scouting players in the Dominican Republic. My parents are from the Dominican Republic. I speak fluent Spanish. I'm constantly there. I have a lot of family members there, so. It was home to me, so I would I would go back frequently. And when I was in law school, he's like, "Listen, I I need a lawyer to start representing some of the guys that I have." And he's like, "Let me teach you baseball." So, um, always had a look for the sport, and he would bring me into different areas in the Dominican Republic to re- to scout guys, right? Scout players. And one of the players that that we we scouted together was Carlos Santana. And um, Carlos Santana, I signed him to his first deal with the Dodgers. And um, from there, I just I was working in what's called the July 2nd market in the Dominican Republic and kept on doing it. But prior to even I didn't really start full, full, full time until 2007. I would do it as I graduated law school. I passed the bar and I went in-house and worked for Payne Weber, UBS and Metropolitan Life Insurance Company and had this as an outside business activity, but didn't give it my full, full, I did a lot of FCC, NESC arbitrations, and then I didn't give it my full attention until about 2007, um, which, which is when I, I, I left in-house and um, decided to do baseball full-time. Now, you mentioned there, right, and I just want to point out and emphasize a little bit more that you are a licensed attorney, um, and you also have an undergraduate degree in mathematics. So yes. you can 
crunch the numbers and you can also uh, you know, negotiate the language. So that has to be helpful, right, in, in this current line of work, right? Because numbers clearly are important, knowing the player's value in the market and all the rest of that, but also dealing with contracts and just dealing with the collective bargaining agreement and all those types of things. So you got it covered on both ends. So that's, that, that has to be helpful to you as, as an agent. Yeah, it was extremely helpful. I think my, you know, I was a math major and, and, and I graduated from Seton Hall University as a math major. And one of the, the, the lines of, of what, what I actually wanted to do, and, you know, you, as a kid, you change so much, but I actually wanted to be an actuary for a really long time and a statistician. And, um, and then I went into law school, changed that. And then, so, you know, your path changed, but your interests still remain the same. And numbers is definitely something that I'm extremely interested in. And, um, and definitely my law degree did help me um, negotiate this deal as well as negotiate others as well. So um, it, it really has paid off for me. So Cherise, in, in your career as, as a sports agent, and again, one of the few uh, women agents in baseball, um, what, what have been some of what you would say your biggest challenges along the way as you have gotten to this point, right, of, you know, doing this deal and doing some other great work. What along the way has been some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Well, well, you know, um, it, it's a very male-dominated um, industry. Um, I think that it's been hard um, in, in a whole, you know, a, a lot for a lot of reasons, Jeff. And I think it's, you know, I, I try to just be as tenacious as possible and and try to just persevere in it. I don't try to look at, at the fact that, oh, my God, there's only men in this industry. How am I going to make it in this industry? I just try to do the best work and keep my foot forward. But it hasn't been easy. You know, first of all, you, you have your big, big agencies out there. So to compete and stay alive um, in this industry and, and just have your boutique um, a, um, sports agency is, is, is even harder, right? So I've had my, a lot of things go, go be difficult and, and be obstacles in this industry from, you know, you, you deal as a female with sexual harassment, you deal with, you know, non-acceptance, you deal with, you know, being, being set aside, not being taken seriously, but, you know, I can't give mine to any of this. I can't pay it too much attention. I just have to keep going, right? Because I'm, I'm not going anywhere, and I plan to be here for a very long time. So, you know, I have to just know that this is just part of life and just keep going. So, but it has been nothing, you know, nothing easy. Um, the union has been great. They've always been very welcoming. Um, however, you know, as, as a female in this, it's, it's not, it's, you know, it's, it's not an easy path. So. But um, nonetheless, I'm here and I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So um, I look forward to doing these types of deals and, and a lot of others going forward. And, and what are some of the things, um, you know, as, as you go about, you know, clearing the hurdles and overcoming the challenges and, and, and really hats off to you too, right, for not making excuses, right? Because yeah. it, I heard what you're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there, a lot of challenges, a lot of things that may not be fair or all the rest of it, but you're not making any excuses, right? You're just rolling up your sleeves and you're going after it and, and you're establishing yourself and have established yourself in the industry. 
Um, what are some of the things, though, that you have found to be enjoyable? Um, you know, there are some challenges, of course, but there has to be some things that, that you do enjoy. What, what about that? Um, the things that I enjoy, Jeff, and I'm glad you put that because that's what keeps me going every day. Um, I genuinely enjoy service. One of the things that I tell everyone that works in my agency, I say to Alex, I say to my assistant every day is, we're, we're, we're here to negotiate the best deal that we can for a client, but we're here to do one thing, which is to service our clients. That's what sets us apart as females, especially in this industry. Our nurturing character automatically takes into play. I have, I'm a mother of five, so I see all of my clients in that, in that light, and I try to service them in a way that, that they feel that they have the attention that they need. And I love to see you know, guys work for a challenge and get there and, and, and make a lot of money based on their talent. And a lot of these, these um, clients, at least my clients, so I deal a lot with the Latin American, um, you know, client base. And I, just to see them come from very humble beginnings to where they are and see them grow, see them grow as men, um, see them go and change their lives dramatically. Uh, that is to me more rewarding than going out and doing a $90 million deal, right? Uh, just to see the tenacity by which they go through life and, you know, are able to change their life from day to night in like, in, you know, a matter of months is very rewarding to me. And I like servicing, you know, appreciative um, individuals. And, and, and I've been blessed. Um, my client Blaze has been extremely loyal, has been extremely appreciative. And I, that's what I really enjoy. I really love servicing Jeff. I think that that's, for me, been the what has kept me going. Um, and I look, look, I now continue doing it because I love to serve. And you know, Sharice, that is such an important point that I think for young people, male or female, who want to get into the business, you know, that they need to understand it's, you know, this Jerry Maguire, show me the money type stuff. Yeah, that that's for television and for movies. And yes, you're going to negotiate contracts. But there's a lot of day-to-day servicing, as you say, of oh, yeah. player, which is <laughs> oh, yeah. really the lion's share of the work. Because, listen, like here, you've done the deal for Moncada. It's in place. But you you, you are not now in a position to go and get on a beach chair and put your feet up. There's still yeah. work to do day in and day out. And so that servicing aspect of it is is truly something that's important and something that should be shared with um, those who are looking to get into the industry. Let me ask you this, Cherise, as, as a woman as, and as a woman of color in the industry, how important is it for you to mentor other young ladies um, and young women who want to get into the industry? Is that something that uh, you've, you find to be important as part of what you're doing at this stage of your career? Yeah, listen, I, I had a great mentor, Jeff, and, and I, I have to mention him because he actually is what, you know, he, he taught me how to negotiate, and it's Larry Reynolds and yourself. Um, and, you know, for me to be able to actually pass that along, especially to a female of color, I'm I'm all, you know, all for it. And I, I actually want to start now bringing some interns. I know you had um, introduced me to a young lady that I want to go out to Atlanta and meet uh, because I think that this industry needs a lot more women um, as, as, and, and women of color. I mean, we, 
we are as intelligent, as dynamic as any other. And I think that we are very passionate. We wear a lot of our, our, our passion and our emotion can be seen and can be felt. And I think that that is something that, you know, is invaluable. Um, you know, when you're out there and, and you have a human touch to, to things, and not to say that other nationalities aren't, but it's part of our, our, our it's, it's part of who we are. You know, you're, you're going to know <laughs> the majority of, of, of us women of color who, who go in, we're passionate. We, we're very, you know, emphatic about what we believe. And I, I can't, I can't emphasize enough that I absolutely am open to have and, and to teach someone else because I was taught and I was taught by Larry Reynolds and I was taught by yourself, Jeff. And I, you know, those are valuable teachings for me that, that will, will go from go, you know, that have made me who I am in the industry. And I think that I want to pass that along and be able to actually encourage young women that this is an industry that you absolutely can thrive in and, 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 and do well. Right. Um, because it's not just entering in it, it's staying with it, sticking with it and having success. And I think that there is something to say to that. And I would absolutely uh, welcome the, and, and that is my desire is to pass the torch along to another female of color who can go out and, and do bigger and better things than, than I'll ever do. Um, and, and empower them to enter industries that are not, you know, set for, for us. Um, and, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah. That's my thought. Sure. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I mean, this industry, meaning not just baseball, but the sports industry, you know, not only needs more women, but women in positions of power. Right. Mm -hmm. um, decision makers, movers and shakers. And it's coming. And, it, you know, it's it's, it's on the horizon. Um, and we've seen some great, you know, some great strides made. But certainly there's still a lot of work to do. And that's why, you know, it, it was important to me, Sharice, to have you on the show today, because having, you know, done one of the, you know, larger deals of its type in, in baseball, um, you know, th that's meaningful. And. I think it can serve as an example and as inspiration, you know, to to young girls and to, to young women who are thinking about entering the industry or are in the industry. And you also made a, a, an interesting point. I heard you say it's not just entering in, but staying in the industry and enjoying success, right? Because that's the goal, right? To come into it, uh, have success make a difference, leave your mark, and set a trail and a path for others to follow. And whether you realize it or not, um, you're doing that. And, and so um, just want to be able to point that out, uh, that, that you are doing that for you know, future generations to follow behind you. And I think that is important to be a part of the, the change that we're seeing in baseball. Yeah, and I, you know, it's, it's it's definitely refreshing, Jeff, and, and thank you for those words, but it's, it's really def definitely refreshing to see um, women entering, even in the front office. I, I, we represent a, a gentleman that we did a, a deal for, the, the only major league deal this year that the Colorado Rockies gave, which is Jose Mojica, a pitcher that came off of Tommy John's surgery from the Tampa Bay Rays organization. He was a top prospect with Tampa Bay. And, um, you know, during that, the, during the, the off season, um, this free agency season, there was a, a, a lady by the name of Dana, um, and her last name right now escapes me on the, on the Phillies that 
I was shocked to see a female in that position calling to negotiate a deal. And I think I was, you know, half of me was like, okay, I think me, Jose Mojica needs to go here just because this is a female that's, <laughs> that's there. But I was like, but it wasn't the best deal for him. But just to right. see that, you know, just to see that alone is very, you know, promising. You know, we, and, and there's still a lot to be done. I mean, <laughs> But, um, you know, it'll get there and, and, and Major League Baseball and, and, and just organizations in general will get there because the reality is there are a lot of talented females out there and um, very educated and talented and they can do as much as, as a male can do. And, and once the industry starts moving towards that direct, direction, even if it's in baby steps, you know, we'll see a difference soon. And I hope we see it, you know, in my lifetime at least um, because that would, that would be extremely rewarding to see. Um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. And Sharice, I really yeah. do believe we're seeing it. You know, whether it's you know you're seeing, you know, more women become coaches. You know, in assistant coaches in basketball, and you know, coaches in baseball, hitting instructors, and and so on. Um, is it widespread? No. Nowhere. Nowhere close. But are those steps starting to be made? Yes. Are barriers being broken down? Yes. And I think we have to continue to advocate and push for those and uh, for those changes to to be made. And um, yeah, I, you know, I believe that we are in the midst of of, of change, um, and so that that's exciting to to see. Um, hey, Sharice, why don't you tell us a little bit about your company, the Movement Management Group? Um, uh, you mentioned earlier that uh, you know that it was great to have you know, Joanne become part of the movement. And I want people to understand that you're talking about the movement management group, which is your agency. Tell us a little bit about the agency and what it does. So when I started in baseball, I had an agency by the name of um, Drastic Sports Agency. And then I changed it and it was doing business as DPX Sports. And um, then I, my husband has a very close relationship with Angie Martinez, and she's on 105.1's husband, Aronde Garrett, and, and Aronde was looking for a place to, to join, and, and um, I was looking, I was a part, I was at a, at a stage in my, in my career where I said, okay, you know, I want to do something big in baseball. Do I join um, in a, a bigger agency, or do I stay still solo and boutique? And you know the sharks are out, stuff. So when you're you're solo and boutique, you're always no constantly doubt. on a def, on a defensive, and especially a female. You know, I, I get I it's funny because I get all, all other agents telling me she doesn't know what she's doing. She's a woman. She's never done. And and mm -hmm. I'm sitting back and I'm like, I have more education than half of the, the men there in the, in the industry and in, in where I was and the type of clients I was going after. And I I was just it, I would always chuckle. I, I would never, I never use um, any negativity when I'm, I'm recruiting a client. Don't have an interest in speaking bad about your agent. Let my service speak for itself because I service the heck out of my clients, Jeff. I mean, I do things that probably <laughs> no agent would do um, because right. I, I have to set myself apart. Right. So um, I will never forget, you know, just, you know, Say, saying to myself, okay, I'm, I'm at a crossroad. What do I do? Do I join a, a bigger agency? I remember um, approaching Casey Close and him sh shooting me down. <laughs> I remember approaching everyone. And it's funny because, and I say this now with a chuckle because it makes me laugh, but I then, I also remember saying, I was 
so close to um, actually joining Rock Nation just because of the history of my family. And, and I was just like, you know what, I don't know if I want to go that route either. So um, my husband, thank God to my husband, he said, you know, Sharice, I have a great idea. You know, Aronde Garrett, he's in film and TV. Um, he's looking to join somewhere bigger. He might go to Rock Nation. He was thinking of different places to go. And we sat down and we just vibed and, 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 and it worked out. We, we joined forces and we joined the movement management group. We have TV and film. We have, um, you know, some um, speaking speakers that we, that we represent and, and baseball. And, and we're looking to grow as, you know, and, and join a bigger force soon to come, which the announcement will come soon enough. But, um, you know, he has uh, Jesse Williams, who he manages on the TV and film and TV side, Idris Elba, Marseille Martin, the little girl on Blackish. So it's been, it's been a fun run. And he is the husband of Angie Martinez, who's, who's uh, you know, the, the voice of New York on 105.1. And, you know, so we're just, and, and we joined, we, we had um, made Alex Cotto, who, had worked in the front offices for a really long time on the international side, join our, join the movement. And, and it's been great. So there's three partners. We're very small. We're going to be doing bigger, bigger things. There's going to be a bigger announcement. And, um, you know, we're just trying to, so when we, when, when Joanne joined the movement, Pedro Straub joined the movement, we have Randy Rosario, Robel Garcia, we have, you know, um, Robert Poisson, who got the 5.1 million from, Oakland this past summer, um, this 2019, July 2nd. Um, so we, you know, we're, we're doing, we're staying quiet and, and just trying to make some noise. And, and, um, so when we, when I say join the movement, that's what he joined. He joined, um, what to us was important, which is to make a movement. And, and this is a minority owned, um, agency and we're trying to manage, manage talent and we're trying to just move the industry a little bit to what it needs to, to, you know, what it needs to look like, which is minorities in a, in, in a managerial and, and powerful positions. And that's where, you know, that's what the movement stands for. We're, we're black owned and we can, we, it's, you know, continue to really focus on that and, and focus on making a difference as a minority owned agency. You said something interesting there. You said um, that we're remaining quiet, but making noise which I thought was really interesting. I know exactly what you mean, right? Is that you're just out there doing your thing, right? Yep. You're not you're not shouting it down from the shouting it from the rooftops or anything else. You're just out there doing your thing and you're letting your actions do your talking. So um so yeah, so being part of the movement. Um but it sounds it sounds really interesting, right? Because of the intersection that within your agency, you have a real intersection with sports and entertainment. And there's a natural intersection with sports and entertainment, right? Athletes want to be entertainers, entertainers want to be athletes, right? And so you have all that, you know, that that kind of uh, synergy there. Um, but also too, I would imagine that that could also be something that's helpful to your uh, baseball clients to have access to the entertainment world and not have to go out to a third party to get that access, right? Everything would be in-house. Yeah, we actually also are merging in with a production arm very soon. Um, so there'll be, you know, production on film and TV side that, that'll be joining the movement. And what we're looking is to do a 360 um, nonstop shop 
where, you know, our clients, and you're right, you know, athletes want to be entertainers, entertainers want to be athletes, and there's a marketing um, aspect of this that's extremely valuable within us is that we have access to give those guys the ability to do something in in addition to baseball, in addition to whatever sports they're in. And, and I think that, um, you know, it's invaluable to be able to have access to that. And I think that we have access through, through um, our relationships um, that will be beneficial to our underlying baseball clients. So we're excited about this. We're excited about the venture. And we're excited. And like, like I said, we're just going to quietly stay doing what we're doing and not make noise. It's not about us being in the press or us trying to take more shine than our clients. We're just trying to keep our heads down and just keep working. And I think that um, hopefully, and I pray, right, hopefully that, that our vision comes to light and, 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 you know, our work can be seen and see what we do for our clients and how we service them across the board. Sure. Now, Cherise, um, you know, we're in the second week of March, so obviously that's spring training. Um, I know that you were making a couple of cross-country trips in negotiating the Mankata deal. Um, what does spring training look like for you um, between now and opening day? So I'm back down in Arizona this month again. Um, have a couple of things for lined up for Joan, um off the field that I want to discuss with him and um, you know, we're still actively recruiting guys um, that that really fit the way that we do business. We want, you know, good people, not that, you know, they're, they're not good people out there. But, you know, just like any other place, our, our shop is not for everyone, Jeff. Um, we really like genuinely good people that, that want to, you know, really develop themselves into something even beyond baseball, right? Um, Pedro Strop is one of my clients, and we constantly discuss – what does it look like for Pedro Strop after baseball? Where does Pedro Strop want to be after baseball? Because the reality of the situation is, you know, they're going to live more years not being baseball players than they are being baseball players. So to me, it's important to be able to, you know, develop them professionally and have something else go, you know, happen for them after baseball. So um, it looks that for me, we do a lot of, um, you know, education and conferences for our clients internally and, and giving them just new ideas of how to recreate themselves after the sport. Um, and it's going out there and recruiting during spring training. I should be down in, in Florida this next week and see our guys down there and, you know, do everything that we agents do. So, um, you know, it's a lot of traveling. <laughs> it's a lot of time away from home, but it, it's rewarding at the end. So, um that's that's what spring training looks like for me. And, of course, try to add some more pieces, but I think that's important as well. Sure. Yeah, I mean, so it doesn't stop. It gets back to the point, right? Yeah, you can yeah. negotiate a lucrative deal, but you got to keep grinding. It continues to be a grind. Yeah, well, it's a grind, an everyday grind. Absolutely. Yeah. A fun grind, well, though. You know, it's definitely an adrenaline rush. Sure. Well, um, Cherise, you know, congratulations again on your success. Um, I know it's just the tip of the iceberg. You got a lot of irons in the fire, and I'm sure we'll be hearing about other things that you and Alex and the movement uh, management group are doing. Um, but certainly congratulations on, on what you've been able to do so far. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this before our chat this morning, and when I first met you, and I, I believe it was in the early 2000s, I was still at mm -hmm. the Major League Baseball Players Association, and I remember 
Vicky Caballo was yes. like, giving you a tour of the office. And, you know, I, and I remember the introduction. And again, I mean, you know, we're talking the early 2000s. And so I don't know if you were the only <laughs> female agent at that time, but you were probably one of, you know, four or five. At the yeah, moment. I remember, and, I, yeah, I remember that specifically because I remember everyone telling me, and Vicky, are you sure you want to do this little girl? Let's right. Right. <laughs> but to know that you have stuck with it and you really have, you know, made your mark. And one of the things I appreciate is what is unsaid. Because I know the challenges and some of the challenges that you faced that you didn't even talk about, you know what I mean? Um, because there's so many, because your eyes on the prize and that, and I give you credit for that. And I think because of that focus, it's allowed you to enjoy the success that you've had so far and the greatest success that I'm sure that is coming. So I just want to uh, uh, pass that along to you, encourage you and say, keep doing what you're doing and keep making a mark because it does make a difference. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it. And yeah, just trying to, you know, just, trying to keep working that's that's my my motto is just keep my head down and keep my pen in my hands and come up with ideas and just go out there and grind because nothing's free and nothing's going to be handed to you and everything is work so to me that's how I take it there's going to be obstacles in anything that you do and if you let the obstacle take the best you know take over your thinking you're never going to get where you want to go so um, you know, just keep blocking the punches and keep going. And that's what I want to do is just keep blocking the punches and keep going. Yeah. And every now and then you want to get in a few too, you know? <laughs> oh, trust me, Jeff. You know me. <laughs> I, you know, I gotta, I gotta go, I gotta throw down sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not all defense. <laughs> it's not all defense. Nope. 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 There are some offense, but you know, laugh those off after I have a, uh, you know, after after a few drinks, I just laugh them off. But you know, it it, it does. It you, there are going to be some very uncomfortable moments, and um, you know, it's just how do you learn from those those moments and keep going? And I think that that's what I try to do is look at it everything as a teaching experience for myself and say, okay, what did I learn from this? What did I learn from this argument today? What did I learn from right. the other argument today? Right. But at the end of the day, it's trying to just do the best in service. And when you service, you're going to have arguments because you're protecting your prize, which is your client, right? And 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 you got to see everything as a as as a learning experience. And I think that's what I've tried, at least tried to to do. And 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 it's been helpful for me to get through those obstacles and keep my eye on the prize. Well, congratulations to doing that, and and um, I'm really happy for you. And and I know some great things some greater things are ahead. So Sharice, thanks for the time this morning. I know you're busy, I know you're running, um, but I appreciate you taking some time to talk with me this morning and uh, to share a little bit of your story and, and hopefully we'll have you back on again soon. But thanks for coming on this morning. Thank you, Jeff, I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Okay, I'll talk with you soon. Okay, bye-bye.